Hey, welcome back to E Crime Bites. We are in season two, episode 12. We are in act two now, the scheme. Now, if you're just jumping in, like I see a lot of people do on YouTube, I'll tell you, you really want to go back to act one. And I always put the little shortcuts here when I'm talking about this, where you can click on it and go back just in case you missed it because all the backgrounds in there and trust me, the background is really important. What you minimally need to know to understand this, if you don't want to go back is there's this company in Russia called M13 that employs three individuals. Uh, there's Vlad, Ivan, and I'm forgetting the other person's name offhand, Nikolai. So Nikolai, those three are involved with M13. And one of them is former FSB, which is like Russia's CIA. And he was involved with the, um, voting interference and other stuff not even related to this case that we found that was really interesting in act one so these gentlemen and i use that term loosely set up a cybersecurity company called m13 and you go oh that's that that's exactly what they do and i i'd expect them to set up a cybersecurity company except it also does investment management which is weird for a cybersecurity company that they'd be investing your money as well if you wanted them to. And they said, hey, come invest with us. We'll make you a ton of money, but we keep 60% of your profits, which is kind of a hefty take, but you'll see some numbers here that a little more will start to make sense here if you hang on. So with that, we also gave you a little bit background. We talked about public companies needing to file these things called quarterly and yearly reports. It's just a requirement. And based upon what's in those reports, a lot of times the stock will go up or down right after the release to the public because there could be something negative in it and the stock would go down or they could say, hey, we had really good results with this product and the stock will go up. So it just depends on what's in there. And there's these filing agents and it's these companies that receives them from the public companies, holds on to them for a little while, days to weeks, maybe. And then finally files them with the sec at the time that's scheduled to be filed with the public when they become public. So as you can imagine, these filing agents, they're, you know, they're the gold here. They're, they're what attackers are going for here, because if they can get the data that those filing agencies hold for all these public companies, they can do a little insider trading and start to make money on stock that might go up or down. And you say, how do they make money on stock that goes down? Well, well, we'll talk there's about this that. other, yeah. there's this other thing I haven't told you about. I might as well tell you now it's called shorting stocks, which is, so when you're shorting stock, it you're, you're betting against the stock going down and it's a really weird process. I'm going to save you from the, the technical details, but it involves borrowing shares and selling them off um, uh, to the market. And in that sequence of the way it does it, it does it in the exact opposite order. So instead of gaining, when you gain money and the stock goes up, you gain money when the stock goes down. So whatever the stock goes down, you start to gain money. And it's it's not for the faint of heart. You can lose money very quickly shorting stock. I've, heard, I've read a lot of horror stories. So if you're shorting stock, you kinda, you're either really risky or you really know what you're doing and you've got some good information about that company and you think that company is gonna, the stock may possibly go down. So with that, let me talk about filing agent number two. We're gonna talk about two different filing agents. These are the companies that hold that information. Now, two of them that I know of, 
became victims and they refer to them in the court paperwork as filing agent one and filing agent two. I don't know what the real names are, but in February 5th of 2018, Ermakov, that was Ivan or someone else in his crew. And remember M13 is a company. We, there may be more people than those three. They used a username and a password of this filing of an employee of this and filing agent number two to access one of these quarterly reports that hasn't made it to the public yet, but they're holding in order to make it available to the public. It was for snap. So if you're, if you're familiar with Facebook meta and so forth, snap is, um, uh, Snapchat. So they didn't say in the court paperwork, how they got the username and passwords. They just said they used them. So putting two and two together and just kind of reading around the research, I think they used phishing. I think they sent some kind of phishing campaign to these employees. They probably clicked on them, put their username and password in there. Probably didn't even know that they were phished. And then later on, this crew from M13 has these usernames and passwords. So if you're wondering how they got them, that's how I think they got them. So three months later, this is now May 9th of 2018, Ermakov or someone else in his crew used the username and password again of an employee of filing agent number two to access more quarterly reports for companies. I've never heard of any of these companies and I'll read them for you. It's Cytomix Therapeutics Inc, Horizon Therapeutics PLC, Puma Biotechnology Inc, and Synaptics Inc. What I was gonna say is pretty sure that um filing agents one and two and any other company that is a filing agent probably should have a review of their security protocol because if they are such a critical piece of the investment infrastructure, right, that they hold all this information before it gets released publicly, that is the very definition of insider threat, insider trading rather, insider threat is what I do. Uh, and moreover, you know, you would think that they are governed by either state or federal, you know, requirements to have a significantly increased set of security protocols, because clearly those failed here. Take that as you will. I'll mention uh, in October of 2018, the second filing agent similarly had uh, somebody, either Ermakov or one of his agents, uh, use the username and password of an employee of filing agent two to access yet to be published quarterly and yearly info of another publicly training company. This one's called Capstead Mortgage Company. So let's talk about what our friends uh, did in terms of shorting Capstead. So the very next day, so the uh, break-in happened on October 22nd. This is October 23rd. Uh, Klyushin or someone else shorted shares of Capstead in an account in his name at a Russia-based brokerage firm with operations in Cyprus. Now, shorting, as we mentioned, means you make money when the stock goes down, but it's risky, of course. So the next day, a co-conspirator also shorted shares of Capstead. And later that day, Capstead reported financial results that fell short of market expectations. So predictably, when companies report you know, shortfalls, their stock tends to go down. Imagine you had inside knowledge of that happening and you put a lot of money on that. That's exactly what happened here. All right. So a day later, <laughs> they made some money, right? So a day later, they're back in filing the agent number two. Ermakov, somebody, M13, somebody under his control says, go back into filing agent number two, access some more information. Now, this company you may have heard of called Tesla Inc. So they then, after they got that information, 
purchased a bunch of Tesla shares at a Russian firm, meaning like they bought shares outside the U.S. And then Klaushin sent this message to his, his co-conspirators that says, pay attention to shares of Tesla now and tomorrow after 4.30 and how much they go up. And then a co-conspirator went out, bought Tesla shares in their name. And then guess what happened? Tesla shares went up. Everybody made money. So now we're in the next year. We're May 25th of uh, 2019. And it's fast profits and fast stacks for this crew because they have figured out how to make money hand over fist, right? So Klaushin has written to Ermakov that one of the individuals. Now, the reason why I brought all that crap up at the beginning about what the company does, well, they manage people's money, right? So you may wonder why I give you all these weird details like this investment management scheme that this company had going on. Well, they have customers doing this, right? And so this individual is one of those customers. So Klaushin and Ermakov, they're talking about this individual, this customer, and they said, they have over $1 million in profits over the past seven month period, nearly tripling his investment. He said another individual that invested $1 million made $700,000 in profits. So you start to do the math there. If they're taking 60% of a million dollars in profits, that's $600,000 right there that they made right off the top in their hacking scheme, right? That's a real easy way to, uh, monetize your your hack here so then they sent some more messages to you and i'm going to quote you this one i actually put the quotes right in here where klaushin sent a message to ermakov in which he re he referred to the third person um by nickname which is um cola or colia k-o-l-y-a i go with colia say, yeah Col colia's assets have grown three smiles like emoji smiles and ermakov responded as i imagine Mm, yes, smile. <laughs> and then the same day, he talks about another one. He says, I have a good day today. We have made $1.2 million on trades in the stock exchange and passed on 70 in suitcase. Smile. I did my deed. And as much as I tried to figure out what the hell he meant by in suitcase, I don't know what he meant by suitcase. So maybe he means they're storing money in a suitcase. I'm going to show you a picture in a minute where they store money in a safe. And uh, maybe that's what he refers to. I don't know. So let's talk about yet another filing agent hack here. So July 28th, 2019, Armakov or someone he works with, Use the username and password of an employee filing agent, of an employee of filing agent two, same exact scenario, to access yet to be published quarterly and yearly info of another publicly traded company. This one's called SSNC Technologies. The next day, the group shorted the stock and in investment firms around the world. And we found that on July 30th, the negative quarterly report made the stock go down and uh, Klyushin personally made about $144,000 off this specific transaction of shorting stocks. By the way, when you find out how much money total they were making, it's going to blow your uh, your mind a little bit. And so here, if you're looking on our YouTube, there's an image here of a safe. I have to be honest with you, Jones, given the current news cycle, I'm surprised always when I don't see bars of gold. <laughs> I see these, these safes. But regardless, um, this is a picture of their, their money growing, right? So on the left-hand side, you have I guess a smaller number of quote fat stacks and on the right side you have a much larger set probably triple 
the number of fat stacks there. So clearly their methodology was really, really effective. So let's do another one. On November 1st of 2019, filing agent two yet again, same scenario, uh, Ermakov or one of his colleagues used the username and password of an employee of filing agent two to access yet to be published quarterly and yearly info of another publicly traded company, this one called Roku. Now, Jones, is this the same Roku that like is your TV streaming service? Yes, Because I don't know. It is. I so I'm a I'm a customer. So on eleven six, so five days later, Roku reported results below the market's expectations, and wouldn't you know it, Klyushin had shorted forty two thousand shares of Roku. Stock went down after the reports went public. That the, and then of course the stock dropped. Um, their profit was around a million dollars on that one. Yeah, just so, like you can imagine, this is just one transaction and they're just netting a million dollars in profit at a time it's just yep it blew my mind it blew my mind because well it's so simple right i mean it's like almost like going to a casino and literally you know a genie whispering to you the the general positive or negative results of every roll of the dice or every card hand and just betting the other way and you know you probably get a ton of money really quickly and i i'm so fascinated on how people can monetize their hacks and this one being such a different approach than say stealing credit cards and trying to run up credit cards or stealing identities and doing the tax thing. This yeah. is so unique that it makes it so interesting to listen to. So we've ignored so far filing agent number one. I've kind of swept them under the rug because they came up chronologically <laughs> later. So now we're gonna talk about filing agent number one in January 21st of 2020, they had a similar instance happen to them where Ermakov or somebody in M13 used a username and password of their employee. So think a phishing attack probably happened and access this company's quarterly reports called Avnet. Now, this is important. In this instance, M13's corporate IP address, meaning the computer address out there on the internet showed up in the victim's logs of where they logged in. So they had the smoking gun that said, is this M13 in Russia here in the US? And this is where law enforcement can start to tie this stuff together. And I wanted to point that out that this is the spot. So Ermakov used Klyushin's trading account and he shorted Avnet stock. Another co-conspirator also went out, shorted Avnet stock. Guess what? Avnet didn't meet market expectations. You should have thought that when you heard the word short, the stock went down, they made money. Now, at some point, it wasn't really clear exactly when, but somebody questioned them and said, how the hell do you guys make money? Okay, and I found a paragraph in the court documents of how they describe to people how they make money. Now, none of this is true, by the way. This is what they say they do. We know what they do. They get the reports before the rest of the public does and they capitalize on that so they said back in april 24th of 2020 and i say they as in klyushin and romanticev told an employee of a bank that m13 traded on the basis of its analysis of publicly available information including historical data and social media postings and not on the basis of material non-public information which is Totally fucking false because they break in and they get non-public information and they trade with it. So like I said, they can, they continue raking in more profits on September 17th of 2020 M13 earned approximately a half million dollars, actually 
more than a half million dollars on behalf of one of their trading individuals slash customers during the third quarter of 2020. That was 60% of the profit. So you can imagine the other person made the other 40% of that. On the following day, they had another individual that was not quite a half a million dollars, but still $443,000, a lot of money. That represented 60% there too. So you can imagine the other person made a ton of money. So you can see the figures on both sides of this are really starting to add up. And so <clears throat> I put together a chart here that Seth could talk about and it adds it up and this is what blew my mind. So what we're sharing here, if you're looking at our video, is a screenshot of essentially how much money they made related to a specific, I guess, brokerage account they had. It was one called Top and Merrill. Um, and these are on file earnings. So there's two columns. It's what the McDonald profit one is just slightly more calculated based upon established case law process. But at the end of the day, you're talking somewhere between 93 and $97 million. Um, with some specific numbers, Klyushin himself profited around 20 million, between 20 and $21 million. Um, and some of his other colleagues were quite a bit less, but still in the seven figure range. So Klyushin made a ton of money here. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna pause here. This is the end of act two. We've taken you through their scheme. Now, one of them's gonna get caught and punished. And we're gonna talk about that in act three. So if you, there's anything in this act that you liked, please like, subscribe thumbs up follow uh if you're on apple Podcasts, please give us a five stars and then just write in that box whatever your favorite episode is we would totally appreciate that if you haven't gone to our website go to ecrimebites.com bites spelled the computer way y as in yellow milk and with that seth and i hope to see you back tomorrow for act three punishment in this case thanks thanks